1: Welcome into House of Wrestling, on premier streaming network. It's me, Nick Houseman. Take your shoes off at the door, hang your coat up on the coat rack, grab some room on the couch. We are joined here in the living room of House of Wrestling today by one of the most prolific, legendary pro wrestling journalists of all time, a man who you may hear more about than the people he actually covers in his newsletter. It is, of course, Dave Meltzer. Dave, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me here today.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. This should be fun.
1: Oh, man, we're going to have a blast here, Dave. I feel like every time we get to connect, it's like exchanging notes. I hear things, and I get to ask you about what I hear, and it's all in the, for the public to, to watch play out between us, Dave. I guess so. I guess <laughs> we're going to find out. Well, hey, we got a big week here going at Premier Streaming Network. Of course, Tuesday, we had uh, Matt Coon talking the FTR podcast coming to an end. Uh, that's also on Premier Streaming Network. And then today, well, I guess we we'll are recording a little early. But right now, over on the House of Wrestling podcast feed, I just put up an interview with Danny Cage talking all about Monster Factory, Apple TV Plus. Dave, have you had a chance to check out the Monster Factory series? I have yet? not.
0: I have not seen the show yet. No, no.
1: It's good. You know what's great about it is it's a it's a really nice pro wrestling documentary series where nobody is murdered or raped.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully, almost all the documentaries are are like that, with perhaps uh, a few exceptions.
1: Yeah. Are By the way, I don't. I haven't looked at the full rundown. I know the dark side released all the episodes today are you are you back
0: for the yeah they released the episodes for the first season this year um which are 10 episodes and i am in the uh adrian adonis and bam bam bigelow um shows i know that and there might be one or two others i i was asked about some of the other stuff but not in any real detail um i was definitely asked about um you know, the bash at the beach stuff by some of the people there, but it's, it's that, that episode is likely um, in fact, I'm sure it's uh, mostly Vince Russo and um, Eric Bischoff and, and choose who you would like to believe out of those two, which is always interesting. And um, so that's WCW, the bash at the beach episode from 2020 where Hogan uh, and Bischoff both quit after the episode and Hogan sued Turner broadcasting for um, breach of contract because he had creative control and they claimed that Vince Russo went into business for himself um, in his promo. So I mean it's there's there's a lot of interesting topics. there's certainly I'll tell you what there's theres there's a lot of interesting topics that they could do in the future as well from stuff in the last two years that would probably take some years to before it's uh, um, before they're really able to get into some of that stuff.
1: you think we get it all out? dark side at some point i mean that's got to be the big one you're everybody wants to know what happened in that room right
0: yeah but we're years away from that i mean almost no, i mean almost nobody involved can talk um or wants to talk publicly um i mean like the, the key particular the, the key players are not allowed to talk i mean 10 years from now they probably will be and i'm sure we, you know if this series goes or somebody else will do it at some point but i am you know it's funny because i actually talk to the dark side people about that and they know they know as much about it as anyone just because of some of the people that they've interviewed, but they cannot talk about it and yeah, absolutely they would love to do it. But like I said, like that would have to be 10 years away or something like that. But, well, but yeah, yeah, they know they're fully aware of that and and know it would be a great episode. It will be like the freaking plane ride from hell ep- episode, which <laughs> in the same vein, I think when it's all said so, and done.
1: So on that note, like obviously the plane ride from hell episode created all kinds of, chaos right is the vibe yeah, yeah. different is the vibe different for the season like were lessons learned or is there a different tone or anything that we can expect oh i don't know i i
0: mean um you know i mean i didn't i wasn't really talked with about any about subjects that were all that controversial um okay. you know it was uh you know just sort of about lives of people who were you know and and their careers i mean we didn't really get into um you know any of anything that would be you know in that realm you know like uh Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing on that and nothing even on on any future shows, perhaps either.
1: All right. Well, I was just interested. But there's Um, some
0: some interesting history coming up, though, too. All
1: right. Well, one last tease for me Uh, next week. I start with Inside the Ropes. I'm going to be doing weekly exclusive interviews for them. I got a big guest. I don't want to announce it yet. I'm recording on Monday, but I think that I might wind up back in your newsletter again next week, Dave, if if the, the person I have says some interesting things like I expect them to say. Is that a good tease? Is that all right? Sure.
0: Sure. It's great. Yeah.
1: I'm always honored when I get in the newsletter, by the way. You guys mentioned the Conan, Kenny Omega stuff, and you mentioned yeah, yeah, the yeah. Jonathan Gresham breaks the silence stuff. I was very happy with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you, Dave. All right, big story <laughs> here. Just broke. Um, Bloomberg Law, is and uh, they put out this article looking at a lawsuit from former WWE writer Brittany Abrahams. Uh, she's suing WWE Vince, other executives. She's alleging discrimination and retaliation after pushing back on racist and sexist creative pitches. These included pitches for Bianca Belair, Apollo Cruz, and Mansoor. I've only like been able to get through some of the court document, as I'm sure is the case with you as well, Dave, because this very much just happened. But the Bloomberg article references a Muslim wrestler who was pitched an angle where they had a secret, and the secret was they're behind 9-11. Uh, turns out that, per- that wrestler was Mansoor. I don't think it was pitched to him directly. From the way it reads, it's more like it was kind of like a half joke pitch made in the writer's room about Monsoor. I don't know if you've looked at this already. Or yeah, not.
0: I, I actually, I'm just, I was actually when this, we, we started filming um, start yeah. was, was just starting to read it. And I did hear that. And it sounded like that was just a bad joke as opposed to something that they did. I mean, there's probably a lot of stuff that's talked about that's off color and, and all that, that probably should not, um, that would never have a chance to make it to the air and, and hasn't because God knows, I mean, if, uh, you know, you ever talk to people and, and come up and start doing booking ideas, you know, um, with, with people who are writers, they come up with some really crazy stuff that would, uh, often be absolutely horrible television. And most of the time those pitches don't get on TV. And some of the times they do get on TV and we see horrible television, right. but, uh right. But, yeah. but, um, I mean, look, I, I mean, and this is not a defense at all of this, but I mean, anyone who's followed wrestling knows that, you know, you know, gender stereotypes and racial stereotypes have been part and parcel of this business since day one and they shouldn't be. And I was offended by it 40 years ago and it's still bad today. It's not as bad as it was 40 years ago, but, um, you know, I mean, it's, um, you know, you can't go in there and like, you know, the Apollo cruise thing, we all thought that that was really stupid when it happened. And, and it did, it did make the air even. And then afterwards they even laughed at it. You know, but but when, when they put them back to, uh, you know, being himself, and he kind of laughed at the whole thing on it. They almost made a joke out of it on NXT, like, you know, you you, you pretended you were a uh, Nigerian or whatever, so, you know, sometimes the stuff that shouldn't be, it shouldn't make the air makes the air, and, and it can be offensive.
1: Yeah, and you know, the unfortunate thing is, I was reading through this, I'm reaching out to some of my friends that are at WWE, and the sad reaction I'm getting back, I feel like, Dave, is, well, it's just part of the territory, and it's not just this, like you say, it's not just this stuff gets said in you know, poor taste in a writer's room where people throwing around a lot of ideas. It's when it makes it out of the writer's room and yes. manifests into a pitch directly to a talent, or it manifests into something beyond just a pitch that becomes an angle on TV. It sounds like what this woman describes in detail, Brittany Abrahams, um, is re- like repeated instances of stuff that like maybe started as a half joke, but then started to really find its way kind of into the product, which is what she seemingly is saying. She was constantly pushing back on and getting rebuffed about you know
0: yeah 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 well um i'm i'm kind of waiting to hear from wwe as well you know as far as like uh um what their thoughts are on on all of it but um you know i mean it, it's very believable that this stuff was pitched and i mean as far as whatever is pitched is fine stupid stuff gets said all the time once it makes it to television or if it makes it to a talent and talent's offended by it that that then it becomes a news story and um you know some of it did make tv like the cruise thing and and should have should not have been on tv so there's yeah. there's you know i mean it's not like um i mean it's 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 not new but because it's not new does not make it wrong anything like that should not be especially in this day and age we, we should be long long past that type of stuff we're not i mean i'm you know when when the cruise thing show you know came up it was kind of like oh i mean I, I remember my reaction was going. i thought we were i thought we were past this this feels like 1979 again and uh there we were
1: well she's saying that this all came to a head at wrestlemania in april uh she was fired she was told by the company because she took a wrestlemania chair which violated it's one of those nice ringside chairs you know violated sure, policy sure. i actually have
0: two I actually have two of them right here <laughs>
1: Did you pick, did you take them? Did you have the right I to take I them? I did
0: not steal them or anything like that. One of them was given to me by someone sitting in the chair who was a celebrity guest as a, I believe it was a birthday present. And the other one was given to me by WWE, believe it or not. Um, Why? As, as, I don't know. I got it in the mail one day or not, I got this giant package in the mail one day. I, I get stuff from them. I get merchandise from them all, all the time. And, and I, you know, you don't expect it. So I have two of them.
1: Get me on that mailing. List. I used
0: to. Uh, I used to. My mom. I used to give. I gave him to my mom, but she passed away. So now I got him back.
1: So who do you want to tell? Real quick, side tangent. Do you want to reveal who the celebrity was that gave you one of the chairs?
0: I probably don't want to, but uh, there you go.
1: Will you? If, yeah, I know you don't want to, but could you? You no, want to? No no,
0: no, no, no. Okay,
1: I tried. I pushed him. I did a follow up. Everybody. Yeah. Um. Ah. Yeah. Uh, so back to this real quick. So she is saying they. They said that. She stole this chair, wasn't broke protocol taking the chair. She's saying that other white male writers, I guess, take these chairs if they're left behind. They are not punished. So she sees her release as retaliation for, you know, speaking up. She reached out to H.R. So it was uh, there was internal instances where she was talking up and Mm -hmm. now she's seeking reinstatement damages, declaratory judgment and an injunction restraining defendants from engaging in such unlawful conduct. Do you think it, I mean, just your gut reaction. Do you think that anything comes to this? Does this seem like something that could have a real effect on WWE in any way?
0: Again, I mean, uh, it's, it's too, it's too premature for me to have an opinion on this, but um, if it limits or, um, or, or eliminates this, it's, it's for the best. And it could, You know, I mean, it. you know, you 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 never want to get sued and and certainly don't want to be in public saying stuff like this and becomes. Yeah, I think that even if nothing happens in this suit and she gets nothing and it just goes away and all that, if nothing else happens, they will be a lot more mindful of what they put on the air. So that's a good thing. So in the sense, I, I think the suit you know may turn out to be a good thing, you know, for for uh, fans who don't like overly stereotypical storylines um you know so so that's that's my gut on this I, I i think that they will be thinking twice before doing it again so that's like that's a good thing um yeah. as far as like what'll happen with like i said what'll happen with the suit i have no idea i want to hear a lot more and read the suit more closely and um if she said that uh, she was fired for, for taking a chair and can prove that other writers uh took chairs without that then um i mean there's a case there you know if that's actually true
1: well, I wanted to throw this note in, too. This is from a Fightful report about this past Monday at Raw. They were saying that a lot of the female WWE stars have become vocal as of late with their displeasure at the women's division constantly having segments and matches cut, and this coincides with Vince being back. Vince's return, yes. Right, right. Is it like an – I don't know. Like it. Uh, once again, women seem to be an issue for Vince McMahon and WWE here. I don't know if that's something that – get slumped together or all these are part and parcel it's just something I thought was interesting while we were having the conversation you know yeah,
0: well I mean there were you know when everything came out you know last year um you know I mean there were women there that you know expressed unhappiness about hearing all this you know and they, they may have known it or you know heard it but but it wasn't like shoved in their face and now it's kind of like hey look These payoffs were made and everything and it. And it makes to some I think I think some people are just like, I'm glad to have a job, whatever. But I think beneath the surface, there were definitely people who um, were, you know, kind of creeped out or whatever, you know, I mean, took it negatively. And then when Vince came back, um, they were not necessarily happy, you know, I mean, and these were not people who outwardly had any negativity towards Vince previously, you know, Uh, but that being you know if you're a woman and, and and this comes out and you kind of see this it's kind of creepy and then he got back knowing the nature of how he got back you know that was not viewed upon greatly either
1: yeah i i i just wonder i mean I, it does seem like a done deal with with endeavor and everything but they haven't finished this whole thing and if you're endeavor and you're sitting here and it's this drip 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 of stories with vince mcmahon do you second do you second guess at all you think that this is because he's going to be the executive chairman from what I've gathered, like above yeah. Dana White in the hierarchy of this new public. Technically,
0: he would be above Dana White. Yeah. 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 He
1: would. Yeah. That's what I, right? I but, mean, but
0: you know, I mean, they, they, you know, I mean, if you look at Dana's past, I mean, there's a lot of stuff there too.
1: I know, um, dude. It's such a weird umbrella of people. It is. Um, You
0: know, you would, you know, I mean, like, like, uh, Ariel Man- Manuel is going to give them a long, long leash. I think it's going to be, I think he sees Dana as, um, you know, somebody who, um, UFC would go down without, whether that's true or not. I don't know, but I think he sees that. Um, and then as far as Vince goes, I mean, we already know the thing with Vince is, is like two years ago, you could always, you could go like, Oh, if something happens to Vince, what happens to the company? And it's like, but now we know they flourish. So it's like, he's not like, he's not necessary. You know, it's like, yes, he built the company and all that. And um, he's a giant among promoters historically and all that, of course. But is if Vince McMahon were to disappear tomorrow, WWE would do, be doing the same business, and you could argue slightly better business, um, and, because it went up when Vince was gone. So, um, but you know, I mean, he, he as much as people may have tried to say differently, it it may have been a situation where he was going to you know, pick something where he was still involved with the company, you know, as far as like who he sells to, even though I know they absolutely said that that wasn't the case, doesn't necessarily mean that wasn't the case, you know, and the the fact that they that they merge, not sell, but that they merge with the company and Vince now ends up in a um, very, very high position in the new company um, speaks a lot, Mm -hmm. uh, but he's not in charge. You know, I mean, the one the one thing that has changed if this deal goes through, which we all presume it will. I mean, it, right. it it's there's so much at stake for it to not to go through that that um, you know, I mean the amount of money that WWE would have to pay to back out is is incredible. So I don't see them backing out. And but but if Vince is dumped by this company, he can't power his way back. I mean, that would that would really be it. But, you know, I mean, so that's I guess what what we could look at.
1: Now I well I got you here, Dave. I've had this kind of thing in the back of my head where at some point I have to feel like Dwayne Johnson got involved, right? He's under the umbrella Endeavor umbrella, right? Like he's represented by their talent. I keep forgetting the name of the talent agency. CAA. CAA is yeah. the rival. C- isn't CAA the rival? Is he? Is he? No, I think he's with. Uh, here I is get he- this right. We did this before. I was on Wrestle Roast. And we all looked it up. We were like, no, okay. he's right. Yeah. Okay. He is. Yeah. Hey, regardless, but I. Well, yeah, I I mean, I
0: mean, Dwayne and um, Nick Khan have a connection too.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it just, it feels like XFL all over again to me. Where Dwayne Johnson does, he he was over the top about protecting Vince McMahon's legacy, putting over how this was happening for everybody.
0: Vince McMahon was unscathed in Young Rock with a lot of stories that absolutely never happened to make Vince look good. I mean, just like, it was almost like a complete... You know, the, the, the Patterson stuff was pre, was um pretty realistic in, in a lot of ways. And then Patterson was his mentor. And some of the Vince stuff was. But there was a lot of Vince stuff in Young Rock. I mean, I watch and go like, you know, the story's just completely made up. It never happened. And, you know, it's just like but it's just it glorifies Vince in every way.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, here we go. Dwayne Johnson moved to WME. Yeah, he's with the okay, Warner yeah endeavor, endeavor. Endeavor.
0: well yeah it's it's the agency be, part of their their, their william uh, morris agency william morris yeah, okay. agency is, is endeavor yeah
1: okay so just yeah. want to make sure mike because i, I looked this up. i don't sound dumb in front of dave Meltzer. all right so okay. i just i don't know it, it it smacks to me a very similar kind of circumstances where if Dwayne could come in and say look if we could protect vince look at the legacy of vince mcbann here right this is a way to do that and i don't know i it just it, it feels so much like kind of the same kind of verbiage, the same kind of style, the same kind of lateral movements of what happened when XFL came along. The only difference is Vincent really he got out of the XFL. And like you say, when Vince left WWE, everything went up. XFL seems to be doing a lot better with Vince in charge over there as well. You know, I mean, without Vince in charge. Right. Without Vince in charge. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's doing better. I mean, it hasn't folded
0: and it did right. under Vince. But the pandemic was a, was a part of that. But But Vince did give up on it really, you know, quicker than anyone thought. And, um, I mean, the new season is just about over and, um, you know, I don't know, I you know, the whole thing is, I don't know what the financial details details were as far as his television deal. And it was always with Vince. He could not get a paying television deal. That's why he stopped it. You know, and people will give other reasons, the pandemic, but it was not the pandemic. It was that he attempted to get a paying television deal and was rebuffed everywhere. And, um, you know, if Dwayne has a good enough paying television deal, then the leagues is, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's okay. You know, it's like everything like whether it's AEW or whether it's USFL, all of these startups with the right TV deal that make it regardless of you look, if the, the buildings are empty or, you know, things like, or the ratings aren't that good. If, you know, if, if people are going to, if, if television or streaming will pay enough so that you can run your league, your league is viable. If they don't, it's not. And Vince couldn't get them to do it. And, and again, Dwayne got, the got, you know, got good TV, but what they paid for it, we don't know yet. Um, but they're, I don't think Dwayne's going to put himself in a position where they're losing, like, ridiculous amounts of money, and Vince did on his on, on his deals.
1: Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I There's this attitude of, I'll protect your legacy, you protect my legacy, especially with those kind of top guys at WWE, and I think it behooves Dwayne to have Vince in the position he is, to have Vince's legacy protected. He's kind of in this umbrella of people where, the, you know, Dwayne's been in an octagon. It's not like he's been... Shy about doing things with the UFC. A lot of things work out here, I think. Yeah. And I can't yeah, um probably... Dwayne, Dwayne,
0: Dwayne and um, um, Dana White are have a real good relationship. Yeah.
1: Yeah, dude. I don't know. I, maybe I got too much thumbtack. Too many thumbtacks are registering on the wall. But anyway. All right. Let's move to the other thing. It's a little more tangible. We'll talk about the AEW stuff here. So we're recording this year kind of late on a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, I asked Dave before we connected if we knew what Tony Khan's big announcement was for Dynamite. You don't know. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I mean, you know, there's, 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 Plenty of th- announcements that are that are you know ready to be made. You know whether it's release of the video game, whether it's um, Owen Hart tournament, whether it's the new television show, whether it's the return of CM Punk. I mean, those are all things that are all you know whether they are either done or close enough to done that everyone's talking like they're done. So he's got a lot of um, big announcements. Um, up his sleeve, you know, even, and there's probably two or three others that have been work that they're working on that, you know, haven't been announced yet. So, so it's not like there's a shortage of these things. So which one it's going to be this week?
1: I don't know. All right. We don't know which one it is, but what we do know is this announcement is going to be coming off the heels of CM Punk, of course, showing up backstage at raw Monday night, PW insider put out this very detailed account uh, about how he was backstage for 20 minutes before he got asked to leave in that time, spoke to the Miz. Looks like they buried the hatchet in some way. Uh, he had about a two-minute conversation with Triple H where he asked for a quick meeting, um, and then Hunter said, I got to go ask the big guy, walked away to ask Vince, and to the best of my knowledge, never came back, and was uh, at that time that Punk was asked to leave, which he did amicably after saying a couple goodbyes. So just kind of connecting the dots, did Hunter go to Vince and was like, hey, Punk's here, <laughs> and, and then Hunter, and Vince was like, you need to get him to leave. I don't know, that's how it reads to me. Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the people that I, the people that I
0: talked to did not know, they knew, I mean, they knew that he was asked to leave, everybody knew, but they did not know, you know, who made that call, whether it was Paul pretending it was Vince, whether it was Vince himself, um, whether it was somebody else. I mean, that that was never made clear to me. Um, You know, the fact that he went to talk to him, you know, I did, I did know that. Yeah.
1: So what do you think? I mean, I, I saw Lance Storm weigh in and say he thought it was like this power play. I've heard a lot of different takes. I saw, I saw yeah, it's a million
0: takes, but the, yeah. only one, the only one who knows is, is is Punk, really. And I don't know that, you know, he's going to tell you what it really is. I mean, it. you know, I mean, I know like as it was happening when, it, you know, I mean, the, the talent as it was happening in the WWE side was either he's playing one side against the other because that's what you would jump into. And but there's, you know, what, what he really couldn't do that, I, you know, I, I dismissed that because he's under contract for a long, long time. There's, there's no play in one side against the other. You know, it's, you know what I mean? He's not, and especially right now, as we all know, because of what's going on there with Collision and everything, he's not being released amicably this week. So that's like, I, I just threw that one out immediately. The other was, it's a publicity stunt. And it's like, you know, it's like, I, I could see that. I don't think it is, okay? But, yeah. but I can't dismiss that because it got publicity. And, you know, it, if he was thinking about like, what can I do to get publicity today? You know, that'd be it. But I, I don't know that that's it. I don't even think, I don't even think it's it, but I can't, but you can't dismiss that as a possibility because if you're thinking, you know, you would, you, you know, I'm thinking about and everything, the idea went in there and, and didn't think it would be news. You know, I mean, that's, I don't buy that either. Cause it's come on.
1: It's well, just, do, yeah. do you know if Tony knew that Punk was going to be there? Or not?
0: I don't know if Tony knew. That's a good. That's a really good question. And I don't know that. Um, I don't know that uh, he would talk about that. That if he knew. I mean, he might. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm not going to ask him. But it doesn't. It's. It's one of those things that I probably won't get an answer to. Although, it's. It's worth asking the question. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. But, but the, as far as the answer goes, I don't. I don't know. I don't know right now. Maybe I'll know in, in a day or two.
1: Well, and it's so weird too because FTR Dax Harwood just ran this playbook of teasing a WWE run and ultimately resigning right. AEW. Wait, well, and you don't resign by that point, yeah, right? It. Right, but you know, but that's the thing is like it kind of, you know, it, it, it's an easier narrative to believe, right? That there's something to this and the weight well, of them. Well, I mean, in, in, a in, 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 in sense, know? the
0: Dax Harwood thing was a publicity stunt to build up a match, right? You know, the match where they were going to leave if they, or, you know, leave if they lost, and. So yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, and look, a lot. That's how wrestlers think, but that doesn't necessarily make it the story. Um, but like I said, I couldn't dismiss that idea because, yeah, you know, it, it's you're you're looking for publicity. But but Punk doesn't really have to look for publicity. He kind of gets it no matter what he does. Sure, <laughs> you know, you know. Yeah. So I, you know, I mean, and it, you know, the timing of it is is something. But you know, it, it could be innocuous. But but you know, again. He he knows what he was thinking. I don't know that he says it publicly, whatever it was. But, you know, I mean, you can always say that, like, oh, it's just coincidence. You know, it just happened to be in my city and I went, you know, and, and you know, just the timing of it is kind of like, well, it's been nine years. They've been to your city multiple times every year, you know, but but it could, you know, I mean, it could be just hey, just, you know, I'm turning over a new leaf and want to make amends to people. You know, I mean, that's that's not preposterous either.
1: No, nah, I don't think so either. I, I, I kind of just lean on that, knowing the guy seems to just be wanting to kind of not be the most hated person in the room at the moment, which is a very real human well, he thing. Should, he he, should, he should. He should. He uh, should. He
0: should. You know, there's look, there's things he can do. You know, and and maybe he'll do every one of them. You know, I well, mean, as as far as you know, as far as like him going like from a fan standpoint, you know, fans just want to see him back, and 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 you know, that's. He'll, he'll be, he'll be fine. I think, I think he's going to come out to a great, great reaction in Chicago. And, um, you know, that aspect I think will be fine. Can he draw ratings at a good level on a show built around him on a Saturday night and house shows on Saturday nights or, or not house shows, but, um, you know, tapings on Saturday night, every week, um, remains to be seen at first, I would say yes. And then down the line, you know, it's like, we don't know. Um, we don't know what down the line is. No one knows. And, you know, I mean, and, and and it's it's a big thing because like when, when he got, came on AEW, there was really no great pressure because they were already doing great at the time. So he's just jumping on something that was doing great. And his role was to make it even greater. And he did as far as business wise. Right. But now it's not doing as it's a new show. It's not like the Wednesday show, which is doing good, but not great. The, this no, this show has got a lot of obstacles because Saturday night's a tougher night. The competition on Saturdays will be brutal, especially during college football season. But almost every Saturday night, there's going to be major sports. Um, you know, UFC is almost every week, although it's not major UFCs every week. But still, WWE is going to have pay per views against them. You know, multiple times a year. So it's it's a very tough night and. The, for better or for worse, fair or unfair, if these numbers are not good, people are going to point the finger and say he can't draw. He he, you know, and 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 it is unfair because there's so many obstacles to it. But he is, you know, this one is more. This this show is is built around him a lot more than AEW Dynamite when he was on. Even though it was built around him, it was a whole cast of characters, and it wasn't going to be doing bad. Like he, there there was no. He was in no jeopardy of, of like um, being criticized for the numbers because the numbers were going to do well and they were going to do better with him. Now it's it's something that doesn't have as big of a base. And, you know, it could be, a, you know, again, it could be a, end up as a giant hit. Uh, it could end up being in the middle and it could could even be something where you go like, oh man, you know, the, the magic was gone. Well, we well, can see.
1: A lot of things, obviously, like you say, happening here as Punk is working towards this return, return to AEW. A lot of things he's doing to kind of help make this thing possible. One of the things I want to ask you about was this Chris Jericho meeting uh, with FTR and Tony Khan. Um, now, do you know if that meeting has already happened? Because like, I I... I, I, I heard that
0: a report that it had, but I cannot, Um, I think Wade Keller reported that it had. Okay. Place. I hadn't
1: seen it anywhere yet, but I also kind of, I had also heard that it's already happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't confirm that, but I'll probably, I, I think I will probably know by tomorrow because there, t- if, if it happened, Look, the AWs are TV right now, right? Or because we're doing this Wednesday morning. Um, by Wednesday night, you know, it's gonna, you know, all the talent's gonna know if it had or it hasn't. So, so it'll be, it'll, it should be known by tomorrow. Yeah.
1: Well, from what I, from what I, from what I gather, I've heard it, I've, I've, I've got the impression that this thing has happened. I heard it kind of went well. I don't know. That's, if that's, that's, be- that's
0: what that's what Wade Keller reported. So
1: I have not seen Wade's report at all. So I did not know yeah, this until yeah, you broke yeah. it to me right now. Okay, yeah. Go yeah. Ahead.
0: I, I mean, I expected it would. I mean, the the, the, the meeting wasn't going to be a problem. Um, it's the long term that's going to be the issue and how it all you know breaks down. I, I never expected a problem at the meeting. You know, I mean, because it's like everyone's going there to essentially they all have the same goal in mind, which is let's build this company up. And so it's it it's to all it's in all of their best interest, if they are team players, to not start fighting at this meeting and to, you know, try to make whatever amends have to be made to get, you know, the team going in a positive direction. This is a really big this is a really big summer for AEW. It's it's you know, between <laughs> between this and the Wembley show and and just you know, turn around the ship a little bit, um, you know, with a lot of obstacles in the way. Um, so it's it's, um, you know, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's a, like um, it's very important. You know, it's it's there's a, there's a lot of long term ramifications, I think, of how AEW does over the next couple of months.
1: So with the media with Jericho and Punk, and again, I don't know if this is covered in what Keller's report or whatever i have in front of me, but. Is this, do, do we know if this was about them doing a program or was it more just about them sharing space? Because like the elite and Blackpool comic club on Wednesdays make a lot of sense. And you're going to have punk over there on Saturdays, another big elephant at the circus, like Chris Jericho, helping to kind of round out that roster would, would make a lot of sense to me. And it doesn't seem like he has the same heat with the punk that the elite does at the moment. I, that, I don't know, you know, I mean, um, I'm, I mean, I
0: can't say that, but, um, um you know i mean i mean a jericho punk feud coming off of reality does make sense for jericho and does make sense for punk you know i mean more than um you know maybe not more than with the the young bucks but more than with anyone else but the young bucks and omega and, and almost the same really because jericho um you know i mean as far as what was said to talent um jericho would be much more than the young bucks or anybody else as far as you know, that type of stuff, if they want to bring up reality, there's a lot more, there's actually a lot more there. So if Jer and, and Jericho is going to, you know, I think Jericho's going to do what he thinks is best for business and his own business and everything like that. And it's, it could be a big, big program, you know, the, you know, it's kind of like the uh, Matt Hardy and edge thing and in, in very different way, but similar. And so I, you know, I mean, that that's, I mean, it's certainly a possibility because yeah, if, if, if um, I mean, Punk just standing there and doing nothing, that's not necessarily going to be a big hit. He needs someone to work with. Right. And um, you know, the 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 best guys would be The Young Bucks and Omega and Moxley who we already know are going to stay on Wednesday. And then the other one is Jericho and Jericho could, you know, they move it. they need more than just than just CM Punk. I mean, they need another big star and an, and and lots of big groups and um, you know. So it does make sense. I will say that it does make sense you, for them to do a program.
1: You could always just run. You could run back MJF Punk again. Technically, you know. I mean, if you wanted to just do it to put somebody with Punk that's not Jericho, yeah, that's the yeah, only well, the real big name. MJ.
0: I mean, I mean to me, MJF needs to be on both shows because if he's right. on one, if he's on one show only, um, you know, I don't and I don't think that they should create a second world title like WWE did. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, even even if most of the guys are going to stay on one show or the other, I think MJF needs to be on both. So the the blood, but here, but, 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 but you say MJF and punk. Yeah. It, it has to be done. Yeah. Right. If, and that's the thing. You know, it if, doesn't if, have if,
1: to be Jericho. That's the thing I get the, I get why it would work, but I don't know that. I don't know that personally the, those guys might be on the same page quite yet to make that work, but being on the same page enough to share a locker room, that seems much more within the realm of possibility to me. That's just me personally kind of reading the vibe. I could be wrong. You know? Yeah. Um. So, there's this issue still between the elite and punk, right? That is seemingly still very heavy. It From everything I hear, it's still very, very real, right? Especially with the Bucks and Punk. What happens when they need to do pay-per-views, Dave? And I know we're looking a little further down the, the road here, but there's a lot of... They need to do pay-per-views and they... they what, do you p- to, could, they, could they, Punk either. and the Bucks exist in this? Can they be in the same building?
0: They're going to have to be in the same building, you know? Or, you know, I mean, at least at some point. You know, it's, they're going to have to be at the same building in Wembley. You're not going to do that show without, you know, without, I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, you, if, if punk is with the company, he has to be on that show. If he's not with right. the company in August, then he doesn't have to be, and they don't need him on the show. But if he's with the company, he has to be on the show. If the bucks are with the company, certainly Kenny Omega with the company, they have to be on the show. There's going to be paper in, and pay-per-views. They have to all be on the show. Um, so they're. it's, you know, I mean, it's going to have to be there and uh, they, you know, have to, are going to have to either accept it or, I mean, it's just going to have to be there. And then how, you know, should they all work it out and, and, and be more amicable rather than just this festering thing? Of course it's better to do it that way. Um, You know, so, well, uh, there's there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of things that have to play out. The summer is going to be very interesting.
1: Oh, I keep telling people the next three months. You have no idea. How, I don't think people have any idea how big and crazy. And I, I don't know. Am I wrong in saying kind of historic? The next three months are going to be absolutely, and, and, right? absolutely. Right.
0: Wembley, Wembley alone, if it's a big success, is 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 major historic.
1: I was um, talking to I was talking to I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was talking to somebody the other day of, of note that was like nobody's really talking about how much this Endeavor deal really means to the business, like. The the oh, it's value it's, it's oh, yeah. the, the the value of WWE now has elevated the value of AEW and 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 elevated literally everything underneath them. Even GCW is probably more valuable now because of this whole thing. You think that's wrong to say?
0: I don't know about that. I don't know. If no, I, agree. I okay. don't know. And, and in fact, I did not. I mean, you have to wait and how how it plays out. But I'm not sure that the Endeavor deal is is a good thing for AEW because anything that that um, makes the gap between WWE and AEW larger. I don't think is good for AEW because it, it's, it's like if AEW is competitive with WWE, it's phenomenal for the business and um, it's phenomenal for AEW just to be close. When the gap is very big, then you become like your, you know, instead of becoming like WCW at one point, you become like WCW at the end or you become like TNA. And that's not good for the number two company. That's actually quite bad as, as we've seen with both of them. So, um it's um it, like i said if AEW, if AEW goes out there and they can do some great business um yes this is good for AEW. but if AEW slides based on the idea that wwe is so far ahead and the swing votes or whatever wwe adds more product which leaves less time for people who want to watch both to watch the other product that could be um you know that that could and would be a negative for for AEW. Like I said, like like WWE's success never helped TNA once ever. See,
1: I, I'm in this situation. I'm hearing that like WBD might be like rallying the wagons around Tony a little bit here. I think you well, know they I'm- do. Oh look, look if they I, if they, if, they, if, they, if, they, if
0: they if WBD look if WBD offers him a lot more money, that's the key to the entire. And business. And
1: how do you feel about? Are you feeling confident that's going to happen?
0: I feel confident that there will be an increase, but the the increase, there's a lot of increase in expenses. I mean, if they're going to be taping Saturdays every week, you're talking, you know, 25, 30 million a year in increased expenses. That's got to be, if, if, if their new deal doesn't uh, involve that and much more, then it's not a great, um, then it's not necessarily great in the long run. Um, if, if WBD goes in there, and you know, if WBD offers them, far more than they are getting now um and in, including the value of this new show
1: i've then, heard that's then, possible then, i've heard okay. that is possible by the way
0: if that happens then AEW set for life and they're never going to you know they're going to be gone they're they're going to be strong for however many years that deal would be which would probably be three minimum probably five you know more likely and they're set just like wwe was was set with their last deal and once they're once you're set then, then you come idiot proof which is very good for pro wrestling because um Many, many times historically, um, wrestling needed to be idiot-proof and wasn't. Um, so, I would say that you know, again, the WBD deal with 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 um, AW is the most important news story that there will be in the next couple of years. It'd be much more important than everything that happened to Vince. it will be much more important than everything that happened to Punk or whatever. That's the number one story. And if they get, you know, anything north of 150 million a year, they're set and um then the games change they're set you know like um whatever you know and if they're set that's uh it's great for everyone you know because there's going to be an option there's going to be another show and talent can bid one side against the other when their contracts are up it's going to be the greatest thing for talent if if the deal is not as big you know um WB will have such an advantage and if they're and if is still struggling in the sense of you know not making giant profits um you know that just you know, and and it's a five-year deal. Then um, that becomes a much different issue.
1: It's man, okay. So if but let's say Bunny's not an option here as the years coming up here, um, to kind of put a button on this, if Punk and the Elite are not capable of burying the hatchet here, and everybody's rooting for it, but there's some realities involved that make me think maybe won't happen. I don't know uh if one side at the end of the year i believe the bucks and omega's contracts all kind of come up at the at the same time around probably the the probably i mean
0: like omega's contract's actually up but it's been extended because right. of the injury timeout so yeah you know but basically the end of the year they'll all be they all will be free agents yeah
1: is it is it wrong if, if to like, what do you think i mean they saw how well cody did over there man i they mean they saw the Radical- how well
0: cody did absolutely they, the,
1: the radicals were a real thing during the attitude era right it's not uncommon mm-hmm. for Group of high level talent to jump from one to another is that a reality? You think at the end of the year that's that's being weighed here between these sides? Oh, it's oh, it's it's
0: a, until you hear that they've signed a new deal, you have to go with the idea that it's possible. WWE would love to have them for every reason in the world. You know, I mean, for all the obvious reasons, and the success of Cody absolutely helps this because. Oh yeah. Number one, WWE can't go and second guess because Omega's, you know, and the bucks are, were, were in AW similar stars to Cody. And, you know, I would say Omega was a bigger star and the bucks were on the same level. So they can't go in there and go, Oh, well, you know, it's, it's, um, AW's, you know, an AW stardom means nothing when they come here, Cody proved that wrong in day one. And the thing is Cody sustained and, and to his credit sustained. Cause a lot of times you can get that big pop day one and they would get a giant pop day one. Do you sustain at that level? you know um, that's a different story, but the example is Cody and Cody have been a giant success. So yes, that would make them more. They're definitely more valuable to WWE from a WWE mindset than they would have ever been. Even in, even a couple of years ago when they were very valuable, just to keep from Tony from starting up the company when they didn't, when they ended up going with Tony. Um, and then from an AEW standpoint, you know, I mean, you know, like even if they were happy in AEW, you you at this stage of your life you have to consider both sides and who's offering the best thing the advantage AEW has is is uh more time off and um you know but wwe can negotiate that too there's people in wwe with deals with that are a lot limited brian danielson would have gotten more time off had he stayed with wwe um randy orton when he comes back will have more time off most likely um roman reigns negotiated a deal where he has extensive time off so wwe's open to that too But as a general rule, from uh, you know, I mean, you're gonna have more time off in AEW, and if you have kids and everything like that, um, you know, at the ages the Bucks have, you know, that's that's a giant thing that they also have to consider.
1: Yeah. Um. All right, we'll close it up here. Last what if? Uh, Trinity Fatu, Mercedes Monet. Uh, Mercedes obviously has one more match on New Japan contract. Be next month in Long Beach. Trinity Fatu is a floating free agent right now, to the best of my knowledge what do you think happens with these two women i mean do you do you see in the next couple months either of them in any one particular place
0: no not necessarily um i see i don't the thing i don't know is is what um mercedes signed when it came to her release like did she sign a thing where you can you have a release but you can't go to AEW um hmm. Because it makes sense, it makes all the sense in the world for her to go to AEW if she doesn't go to WWE. Of course, it makes sense for her to go to WWE. She said she wants to stay in Japan. There's no Japan dates announced for her yet. Um, I will say that there's no future Stardom dates for her. I know that um, at least as of yesterday. But um, the indication from Stardom is that they love her and um, that you know the her her um, you know she was. She was worth way more than they spent on her for this show on Sunday. Okay. I mean, there's not, not, and it's not even close. She was, she brought in way more. Now, will that happen every time? No, not necessarily at this level. But um, does she help them as far as worldwide publicity? Absolutely. Does she right. help them financially? Absolutely. And um, so that makes it, that makes her very valuable to them. So what, you know, again, long, I don't know how the, the new deal, you know, her old deal expired Sunday, then she signed a new deal. I don't know how many dates the New Deal is, only that, you know, the original negotiation was for one date, which I'm sure is the Long Beach. But there's things on the Long Beach show that make us all think that it was a longer deal. And she's talked about it being a longer deal, too. So um, if she wants to stay in Japan, I mean, no one's going to tell her you can't. This, that's, that's up to her. If she wants to go to WWE, um, you know, the options there, she can do it um, and make a lot of money there and AEW I don't know if that option's open but if I was AEW and it was I would try to get her I mean she's a great Why not? she's a great talent and um in the women's division she'll be you know she'll greatly greatly help that women's division so as far as her at this point in time um you know and again the new Japan even if it's for a couple of dates whatever it is, it would be for new J- for, for Bushi road um she'll be a free agent soon enough and she's in a great spot you know if she can negotiate with AEW you know, because she could make I, I would think she could make a lot of money in AEW and help them out a lot. Um, so she's, she, like I said, she's in a great spot right now.
1: Any any thoughts on Trinity Fatu saying that the Bushi Road story wasn't correct about them not being I don't able know. to?
0: I don't know. Like, I mean, as soon as like actually, it's funny because before I heard what she said, I'd already heard from people there going like, because that's the first I actually heard was was people from there had had emailed me and go like, I don't know why she, you know, she said that because the story is true. I mean, so, you know, so I'm going with the idea, like, you know, I mean, I know that there were talks. I know that there, you know, that people tried to, ha- you know, push for her. And there are people who just felt that it was not, you know, at the end of the day, it was decided that whatever the price was, um, was not worth it. And and Mercedes is the exception. And the feeling is, is that um, as far as foreign women in, in going to that company, they want women that will, you know, they don't want big show women that will come in for one big show they want people who will you know come in for six weeks at a time other than mercedes who can do whatever she wants because she's a, a you know a big big draw so you know i mean i know what she said
1: and i know what they said and
0: so there you go
1: all right hey uh dave i want to thank you so much for coming into house of wrestling today and i want to thank everybody for listening here of course if you're watching us uh, first run here in video form you saw us on Premier streaming network you can catch house of wrestling every Tuesday and Thursday, noon Eastern on Premier Streaming Network before we drop the audio for these shows over in the House of Wrestling feed. I'll be back on Tuesday. I'm going to be talking to Inside the Ropes' Kenny McIntosh. Uh, Obviously, I just joined the ITR family over there doing some interviews. We're going to learn more about what that relationship looks like. We're going to hear Kenny's take on all these big, buzzy U.K. stories coming up. It's not just Wembley. Of course, Money in the Bank is also going to be in the U.K. here pretty soon. A little bit of a land grab here for the U.K. market at the moment, Dave.
0: Yeah, Well, and there's going to be. There's, there's, you know, if, if AEW does, does really well in the UK, um, WWE will go, will go there more. Yeah. Um, and AEW will be encouraged to go more as well. It's tough though. I mean, cause WWE can go for three, four shows. So it's a lot, it makes more sense financially with the touring to do that. Whereas AEW, they could do that as well, but it will be tougher, um, to do that just because of their television taping schedule. Um, you know, um, going forward, you know, with a Wednesday and a, and a, Saturday makes it harder to do more shows WWE with a Monday and a Sunday. You've got those dates in the middle where you can in the middle of the week. You've got more dates, so to speak, between.
1: Yeah, there you go. A little bit more right at the end. Right. We weren't even done. There's just a little bit more insight from Dave right there as I'm doing the outro, everybody. That's that's how dense this episode was. Uh, And of course, I'm not going to be around the rest of the week. I will be back on Monday. Uh, As I told everybody on Tuesday, my wife got a new job. We dropped everything. We're going to New Orleans for 48 hours, Dave, to just blow off some steam. Good for you, My wife's new job. Thank you. Yes. Awesome.
0: Excited. That's great. That's great. Yes.
1: As a new, as an independent website owner, I can just do things like that now. So here we are. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to plug, uh, put over here before you, uh, before we wrap up today, Dave,
0: No, just a newsletter, uh, the newsletter coming out this week will be very, very big. It's, it is almost every week is mm. there's always so much news and, um, you know, but I already know there's going to be a lot of new news, you know, the, between the, the draft on Friday and, um, you know, with a lot of stuff with, with AEW and big review of the stardom thing and Mercedes and, and all that, and going forward with that company, you know, a lot of big stuff. And um, there's, uh, you know, um, again, in the Wembley, um, the, the the deadline for codes is Thursday to get that into that pre sale. And that sale is on, start, the pre sale starts May 2nd. So, but as far as that, I do the the newsletter every, every week and much audio four shows a week at, at, le- at least um, with both Garrett Gonzalez and we, we, with the Garrett Gonzalez shows, which are real big business dives, looking into that, looking at the news of the week and with Brian, where we do a lot of uh, the news, of course, and the television show reviews of all the major shows and pay-per-views and things like that. So, uh, um, you know, just uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff.
1: Awesome, everybody. Wrestling Go,
0: Obser- WrestlingObserver.com.
1: Go support WrestlingObserver.com. Go become a subscriber. I've been a subscriber for many years now. It helps me. I just I live a better life because of my Wrestling Observer newsletter subscription, Dave.
0: No, thanks. I uh, do, do. I do as well <laughs> for doing it. It's uh, <laughs> yes. it's really it's it's, it's really um, it's great. It's, it's great for me because it forces me to look at everything, even though some people say I don't. I look at everything and I you know, you've got to, uh, you know, look at all the different ramifications of everything especially from the business standpoint, you know, it's again, you know, like the business standpoint is very interesting and will be very interesting this summer. I mean, it's, uh, you know, from, from especially AEW, but also, I mean, to an extent, WWE will be interesting too. And WWE is on fire right now. And, uh, you know, we'll see how long that goes because, uh, historically it never goes forever, but you know, right now, um, you know, and, and, and again, this, uh, you know, we'll have to see what, uh, how they split these rosters and if it lasts more than three weeks before everyone's on every show anyway, and if the draft meant nothing, we'll find out.
1: Oh man. Yeah. Well, we'll catch up here down the road. I'll have you back in house of wrestling in a couple months. We'll look back on the draft because we could have two drafts to talk about in that we could have the WWE and we could have an AEW draft. We could
0: have an AEW draft. Yes. Yeah. Which
1: we could, we didn't even really get into here today. There was too much to get to here. So we'll bring back Dave. I hope you come back down the road. Uh, Please, everybody, put your shoes on. get Get your coat off the coat rack. You can have some of the brownies off the table. You take them home with you. Thank you all so much for stopping by House of Wrestling. You're welcome back anytime.